0: Coming up on episode 47 of Anchor Persons. The gun is good. The penis is evil. Okay, just pull up the old browser, settings, view source. I'm in. Slow your roll, Tootsie. And the phone call was coming from inside the crib. And what do contract killers have to do with the lead singer of Smash Mouth retiring? Stay tuned to learn. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Anchor Persons.
1: From the south and east of the northwest, the land of trees and rivers, micro and beards, it's Anchor Persons with Gene and Greg Person. Featuring sports, emotional weather, food crime, the podcast shopping network, and more. Anchors weigh you down. Cut loose with your news. Here's Gene and Greg.
0: Good evening, wherever you are, whoever you are, and welcome to Anchor Persons. I'm Gene Person, And I'm Greg Person. No relation! Anchor Persons is a news show for people who don't like news shows by people who don't like news shows. That's us. All of that is us, actually, because we record the show for ourselves. That's true. I mean, we are the uh,
2: creators and also primary audience of this show.
0: So thank you, noble listeners, Gene and Greg. Well, you're welcome, Gene and Greg. Thanks for doing such a great show. We really appreciate it. listen to it every week. It's fucking amazing.
2: You know, I really love it when podcast creators reach out to the fans like that and just let yeah. them know how appreciated they are.
0: Yeah, it's pretty special. And, you know, we should give them some kind of award. Did you hear that? There's a award buzz for us, dude. Ooh.
2: Could we get, I don't know what they have now, Webby's, Streamies? None of it makes any
0: difference. It doesn't matter. We're fine. We're fine. We've got our Gina and our Greg. We've got our, our noble Tims. That's all we need. Let's get into tonight's story beats. Let's do. A California woman who suspected she might have snakes living under her house was proven right when over 22 adult rattlesnakes and 59 juveniles were pulled from under her floorboards. A spokesperson for her county of residence, Dr. Henry Jones, was asked for comment, but went ashen white instead and made a grasping gesture in the air next to his hip before wandering off.
2: The government of New Zealand has canceled its 23-year contract with its official wizard. So if things get real weird and fucked up in New Zealand all of a sudden,
0: you know why. In related news, Disney announced the fifth Indiana Jones movie has been delayed until 2023. Disappointing news, to be sure. The last time I went to see an Indiana Jones movie, I was physically kicked out of the theater. I asked security why, and they just said, No ticket! A bakery in the United Kingdom
2: has been fined for using banned American sprinkles on its cakes.
0: You know... Until quite recently, Britain had a lot of serious problems, and I'm glad to see they solved them all. Canadian Prime Minister and Al Jolson impersonator Justin Trudeau publicly apologized this week for skipping a remembrance for victims of indigenous schools. In his passionate address, Trudeau insisted that it was kind of the First Nations to invite him back, and that second chances, third chances, fourth chances, fifth chances, sixth chances... 7th chances, 8th chances, ninth chances, 10th chances, 11th chances, 12th chances, 13th chances, 14th chances, 15th chances, 16th chances, 17th chances, 18th chances, 19th chances, 20th chances, 21st chances, 22nd chances, 23rd chances, 24th chances, 25th chances, 26th chances, 27th chances, 28th chances, and 29th chances are important for public officials to get it right.
2: That joke is way too long, but fuck you if you don't think that's funny. (laughs) A TikToker claims that on the worst date ever, her date tricked her into buying 100 tacos. If anyone ever asked me to buy them 100 tacos, just make sure to do it during the day so I can get engagement rings too.
0: A breathtaking new report reveals many Trump-supporting senators hid from colleagues in the closet as the Capitol riot unfolded on January 6th. I can guarantee at least a few of those senators are still very much hiding in the closet.
2: An Australian woman pretending to be a doctor has been charged with issuing fake vaccine exemptions. I'm sure she can afford any fines
0: because chiropractors make good money. A famous and awarded Spanish female crime writer was revealed to be three men. I, for one, will no longer be buying the work of Signora Doubtfire. Ozzy Osbourne is thanking Satan for protecting him from
2: COVID-19 after the rest of his family got sick, but scientists say his natural immunity
0: comes from a steady diet of bats. That actually, that works really well as a joke. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right. It is time for main News. The thing I want to talk about this week is
2: Contract Killers. Uh, The hitmen of uh, of legend. Because hitmen do sort of exist, but unless you're already the head of a drug cartel, you don't actually know any hitmen. And any hitman you think you're hiring is an undercover cop. Pretty much. Yeah, you know, because the suave, stylish, hyper-competent hitman that we see in the movies, that's not real. We wish it were real because the hitman is basically rich and cool and kills whoever he wants without consequence. He's basically a vampire. And we love vampires for the same reasons, because we want to be all powerful.
0: Yeah, because we can picture ourselves in that position of power. Absolutely. Right. You want to be John
2: Wick for the same reason
0: you want to be Dracula. So uh, what does that have to do with the lead singer of Smash Mouth retiring? Last week, a video made the rounds on social media showcasing a performance by pop rock favorite Smash Mouth at a beer festival in upstate New York. During the performance, an unhinged Steve Harwell, the lead singer, slurred his words, threatened to kill the audience and their families, and appeared to give the crowd a Nazi salute. It's been theorized the incident started when a woman backstage told the lead singer the world was going to roll him, insinuated the singer wasn't very bright, and mocked him with a hand gesture against her forehead. The video depicting the incident is punctuated with rough mic feedback, and Harwell is clearly visibly drunk in the video. Harwell had been on hiatus from the band due to heart problems, but had returned. A few days later, he's announced his retirement from the band, saying his health issues are too much to cope with. He added that it's been an honor performing with the band through the years, but those years, they start coming and they don't stop coming.
2: So this is a bit of a tough one Mm-hmm. because Steve Harwell, the lead singer of Smash Mouth is a dick, but he's not a wick.
0: Right, right. He is not a contract killer.
2: Now, the contract killer is rich. He's cool. He's hyper capable in every situation. Mm hmm. I feel like we might have sort of the exact opposite of that
0: here. Yeah, pretty much. But. Let's let's take a look at the words "contract killer," mm-hmm. because I imagine, as most bands are, Smashmouth was contracted to play the venue yes. that they played. Yes, and that his behavior nullified that contract. Right. What do you
2: think? No, I th- he's literally a contract killer. Yes, he. Yeah. Except he <laughs> kills con he kills contracts. It's like. It's like the old
0: joke about the serial killer murdering right. Captain Crunch. Right, exactly. That's, that's 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 what I'm bringing to the table. Is that connection? That, that piece of it, shit connection. <laughs> no, you you did it. You saved the day
2: again. You're okay. you're the John Wick of of Laffy Taffy jokes.
0: <laughs> I am the John ah, uh, the John Wick of Laffy Taffy jokes. Yeah. Oh, man. We
2: tried. We can't all be funny. We can't all be the the John Wick of Laffy Taffy jokes. I can't
0: be a John Wick of anything. I don't have a dog to kill.
2: Yeah, but you you have a cat. And I imagine if something bad happened to your cat, you would go on a spree of vengeance.
0: Yeah, probably. Probably. All right. Well, um, let's see where we're at on time. I mean, considering
2: that the uh, Trudeau joke was like eight minutes, (laughs) I feel like we're still on schedule.
0: Yeah, let's go ahead and get into uh, breaking news. (laughs) So my breaking news story, Mike Parson doesn't understand what HTML is. This is a fun one, a lot less disgusting or painful than some of my recent breaking news stories. Missouri Governor Mike Parson held a press conference last Thursday where he lashed out at a journalist who reported a vulnerability in a Department of Education website, revealing the teacher's private info, including social security numbers, was in the HTML code of the site. The governor accused the journalist of having hacked our system and threatened legal action and arrest. He then tweeted, and this is a direct quote, through a multi-step process, an individual took the records of at least three educators, decoded the HTML source code, and viewed the SSN of those specific educators. So for those who aren't aware, there is no decoding the HTML source code for a page. It isn't encrypted. If it were, your web browser wouldn't be able to read it without some kind of key. Uh, Almost every browser has an option under settings to view the source code of any page. Anyone can do it. You don't have to be a hacker. And of course, it's like one step. There is no multi-stage process. The journalist was pointing out the incompetence of someone, whether it be the architects of the site or the government that hired them, probably both. There is no funnier story to me than than someone who is high on the political ladder, say, you know, the executive of a U.S. state, pretending like they know what they're talking about when they clearly have no idea. This is right up there with the Internet as a series of tubes. It's long been understood that many of our politicians who are largely a population of elderly, wealthy white men don't get the magic boxes that our computers are. Let me restate that it's long been understood that the people in charge of regulating technology don't understand the technology they're regulating. Yeah, that sounds more appropriate. If governor Mike Parson is interested in real political change. I invite him to join a new political party that's helping educate these elderly men about the very real dangers of technology. It's called the Lemon Party, and you can learn more by visiting LemonParty.org.
2: Yes, and we also encourage our listeners to visit LemonParty.org. We wholeheartedly endorse their entire platform.
0: A special side note for our listeners, it's fine if you want to visit LemonParty.org, please do. We encourage you to. But because some of this content is very revolutionary, it should be noted that you probably shouldn't visit LemonParty.org if you're currently at work. Just saying. And it should also not be viewed around children. Also, you should not listen to our show around children. It's marked explicit for a reason. To reiterate, and I can't emphasize it enough, Lemon Party. Not at work, not around children. Thank you. I'm going to go ahead and bring this up. I think it's important to note that you can accidentally uh, pop up the source code for a web page when you're browsing the Internet, because I do that shit all the time. Right. It's literally a button you
2: press by accident. And yeah, I mean, I can't. Imagine what I would do if I hit that button and noticed someone's social security number was
0: on there. I'm going to launch an out and out campaign against journalists because I can't figure out how to set the flashing number 12 on my microwave.
2: Well, you just got to input your social security number.
0: Oh, is that how you do it?
2: Yeah. And, and your date of birth
0: Mm-hmm. and uh, the mm-hmm. routing
2: number for your bank. In fact, if you just give me that stuff, I'll do it for you. I can, oh, you're I can such do a good it. friend. Yeah, I'm the best.
0: You're such a good friend. Yeah.
2: Now, I do, I do want to actually, if if I can cut in on you for a second, yeah. I, I I always will stick up for Ted Stevens with his series of tubes comment, because mm-hmm. that's that's kind of correct. That's not a terrible analogy, because no, what it you, it's not. Y- y- I mean. What he was saying is You're right. the, inter- the internet's not a big truck. It's a series of tubes. And if you were going uh-huh. to explain it by analogy, as had probably been
0: explained to him by a staffer, that's the <laughs> analogy you would probably use. And it it's okay. And so he's just repeating the analogy he heard. That makes perfect sense.
2: Right. Like if you had asked him to drill down on how exactly the internet's like a series of tubes... You know, I doubt very much that he's going to be talking to you about, like, DNS registries and stuff. Right. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's basically correct. So I always stick up for Ted Stevens when I hear people talk about the series of tubes.
0: All right. That's fair. But decoding the HTML source?
2: No, that's just, you know, him having any opinion about that at all. Like, that shows you. And Mike Parson is 66. And mm-hmm. because he has people who do the actual work for him, he's probably never used the internet. Probably. <laughs> so, I mean, he, because if you have, like, if you've browsed the internet for any length of time on, like, a laptop or a desktop, you've done this before. You didn't mean to. Yeah. You just opened it up and you closed it because you didn't see anybody's social security number on it.
0: Well, the thing is, if you look at, like, the pre-PHP internet when everything was HTML and and the stuff that was being done then, this means that Mike Parson doesn't even have an understanding of, like, very, very basic internet stuff. Which
2: is fine because true chads don't actually need to know how to use the internet. I... I have said um, many times on this podcast, and I do believe it, that if you know how to do anything more sophisticated, than check your email on a computer. You're an incel. Have you? S-
0: oh, I see what you're doing. Okay.
2: <laughs> what? This, no, these uh, are my earnestly held beliefs.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> you do this all the time. It's not going to get me this time. Seriously, though, um, LemonParty.org, it's, it's really going to help. Turn the world around, if we can, we can get in front of just just as many old white men as possible.
2: Yeah, they've still got a few wrinkles to work out on the platform, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. it's it's well worth looking into.
0: And frankly, the other options kind of suck.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, for my uh, breaking news story, I want to talk about Rod of Iron Ministries, uh, which I will. Henceforth, be referring to it as the Mooney Gun Church, because uh, I mean that's what it is. We're gonna save time now. Sure. Uh, some of you uh, who are, you know, our age might remember the Reverend Sam Young Moon and his Unification Church, otherwise known as the Moonies. Uh, and he died not too long ago. And after he died, I kind of figured his cult would disintegrate, and mm-hmm. it did in the same sense that a shotgun shell disintegrates when you fire it because there's more than one now, and mm-hmm. one of them is Rod of Iron Ministries, the Mooney Gun Church. It is a gun worship cult where the members carry assault rifles as part of their religious regalia and praise the gun as an instrument of God's will. Now, the reason I'm bringing it up now, because they've been a- around for a while, and uh, you and me both, Gene, have been keeping an eye on these people.
0: Well, yeah, the the leader wears a crown made of bullets. It's, which It's hard not to pay attention to someone like that. Which,
2: in his defense, if you saw that on an album cover, you would be blown away by how gangster it is. That fucking rule. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. But the reason I'm bringing them up now is they just bought a big plot of land in Tennessee for training purposes. What are they training oh. for? Don't worry
0: about it. It's fine. Yeah. Probably something oh. religious, right?
2: Yeah. You know, some kind of a uh, holy war that they might have to wage at some point in the future against some But, but that's
0: cool. Oh, because oh, you, you think it's that serious? It's not just like clerical training.
2: Well, um, it's, it's a church where everybody carries assault rifles and they just bought a big plot of land. I'm thinking they didn't do it so they could all learn Excel.
0: Oh, right. They've got tutorials for that anyway.
2: Right. You just, you just go on YouTube. You can learn all the formulas and the pivot tables and all that. So All the clerical training you need to do, you don't need to go to rural Tennessee to do it. Because, you see, given that the Moonies always enjoyed a cozy relationship with the government, and the right to stockpile weapons is the most important right of all, only Mm -hmm. good can come of this. But I will say, though, like, you probably don't need to be too scared, because if the new Reverend Moon is going to attack anyone, it's probably his mom. Because she's the one who, you know, quote, unquote, stole his dad's church from him and a good chunk of the followers. So hmm. I think they're the ones that they're going to be coming for.
0: Well, good to know. You can learn more about this disturbing trend in religious cults by visiting LemonParty.org.
2: Yes, Lemon Party going deep on these pressing issues. <laughs> ah, let's move on to the Fake news story. All right, for this week's fake true story, folks, an Israeli diver found a 900-year-old crusader sword in the ocean, and what follows might be the story of that amazing discovery.
0: Brave sir knight, thou hast rescued me from the deep. Cool, a talking sword. Do you have any magic powers? I mean, I can talk.
2: Well, a lot of objects can talk now. Phones, traffic
0: signals, watches, buses. I don't know what any of that is, but you have won a kingdom. Great. Which
2: one? Lower Silesia. Is that on Earth, or is this a Narnia
0: situation? It is a Christian kingdom in Central Europe. I'm Jewish. Is that a problem? How much do you know about medieval Europe? Yeah,
2: that's what I figured. Anyway, my phone says it's in Poland, and I don't think they have kings anymore. So do you want to, like, go to a museum? Excellent! I will tell the people of our battles against the Saracens. Nope, 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 absolutely fucking not. Uh, silence from thee forevermore. Your king commands it. But you can talk to the car on the way.
0: Greetings, gentle listeners. If you enjoy this podcast, you may also like Brosé, a mirthy talk show starring four bros who sip wine and consider questions submitted by you, the audience, about current events, pop culture, and which Muppet you should get tattooed on your back. Subscribe to Brosé wherever you get your podcasts. That's B R O S E, Brosé, the podcast for those who drink rosé. All right, it is time for touching tips. This week's subject. Halloween costumes. Running out of costume ideas? You can always slap on a cowboy hat and some boots. Hundreds of men here locally in the Pacific Northwest celebrate Halloween every day in this fashion.
2: You're having trouble thinking of a costume,
0: but when you think about it, aren't you already wearing one? You might be tempted to, say, dress as uh, Steve Urkel or another character for Halloween. Please resist the urge to do so in blackface. I'm looking at you, Justin Trudeau. I mean, is there anyone who knows the real you? Is there anywhere it's safe to be yourself? This year, Halloween doesn't fall during a full moon. So if you don't have any other ideas, you can just dress as a werewolf when it's not the full moon. The real question is, will you ever take the costume off? Do you even know how? That's a really awesome direction (laughs) that you took that in. I was quite proud of it. It's time for sports. This week's sport, zombie races. Every October and sometimes into early November in communities across the United States, races are hosted that feature an extra added thrill. Zombies that chase competitors. Now, when I first heard about this, which was like a decade ago, it was novel enough that it sounded like fun. But here's the thing. Nobody's actually afraid for their lives in any of these events, and it kind of shows. It's just big footwear trying once again to convince an indifferent public that running fucking running is a fun activity. Bring out the actual zombies and I will run unless I'm armed. Fair enough. Which then brings us to our creature feature. Indeed. This week's creature feature, you might have heard of this guy
2: before. Turritopsis dornii is its uh, Latin name, but you'll probably know it as the immortal jellyfish.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, you got to choose this animal for this week's creature feature, and I'm super jelly about it. Okay, well, I'm going to let that joke pass because you've made some good
2: ones before now. So... I feel like you've built up some credit. (laughs) Without getting into the technical side, Gene, the way this works is that if this particular species of jellyfish, because this is not all jellyfish, most jellyfish Mm -hmm. live and die, but this one, and as far as we know, only this one, if life gets too hard, it just becomes a baby and starts over again. And it can do this over and over again, forever, which makes them biologically immortal, Although, of course, eventually something always gets them. Naturally, they're the subject of great interest uh, from scientists. But my feeling Mm -hmm. on it is if the best version of immortality you can offer is to turn me into a baby and make me live my life over again, get fucked.
0: Yeah, for real. I don't want to have to go through all that shit again. No way.
2: Yep. So, but porn went out for the
0: Turretopsis Dornii.
2: All right. We'll see you again. And again. And again and again.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the emotional weather. This week's emotional weather, all-star, walking on the sun. I can't get enough of you, baby. (laughs) It's a little bit mean when you think about
2: it, but I'm still on board with it. Uh, For my all-star weather, hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. If I haven't mentioned it before, and I'm pretty sure I have, uh, you all should check out Ian Banks' brilliant sci-fi novel, Player of Games. It's one of the most brilliant sci-fi adventure stories ever, despite the fact that it's mainly about a board game.
0: All right. My all-star story. This is kind of exciting astronomy news. Astronomers have discovered a planet MOA 2010 BLG 477 LB, which is comparable in orbit of its star to our own planet Jupiter, survived the death of its star. Uh, This discovery gives scientists a window into what may happen in our own solar system when Sol, our Sun, becomes a red giant before collapsing in about 10 billion years. Well for my walking on the Sun weather, don't delay, act now, supplies are running out.
2: As you've noticed for the last two years or so, and will continue to see, shortages of all kinds of goods are common now because the geniuses who run the world decided to have just-in-time inventory for everything. So. This depends on everything in the world remaining exactly the same forever and when that didn't happen, all of a sudden you couldn't get toilet paper. So get used to that feeling because the world isn't getting any more stable and the people who run it sure as shit won't get any smarter.
0: My Walking on the Sun story, fans of 80s music might be familiar with a certain Miss Katrina Leskinich, lead vocalist of Katrina and the Waves. The band broke up, reunited, broke up, reunited, and so on but Katrina actually competed in Eurovision Song Contest in 2019 and 2020. I had a really hard time finding a story to match this emotional weather, but I learned this, and now so have you. I'm walking on sunshine. Can't get enough of you, baby.
2: An Atlanta couple was recently surprised to find that the baby they were expecting was actually four babies, whom they've named Calloway, Eliza, Iris, and Wilder, so let's welcome these future smoothie bowl consumers to the world.
0: And my I can't get enough of you, baby, uh, whether a kind of interesting story as the pandemic rages on in Japan, new parents are sending relatives bags of rice to hug in lieu of newborn babies. Each bag matches the exact birth weight and features the baby's face. Now, some people may be critical of this, but I say shut up with that cynical mess. This is adorable. And it's safe. And I just think it's the one most wonderful idea. In fact, we should expand it. Anyone who would like to hug me in the future will need to fill up a bag with roughly (laughs) pounds of rice. You know, the good thing about uh,
2: hugging a bag of rice instead of a baby is that when you cook it, nobody gets mad.
0: Right. (laughs) Well, as you know, every week... Our investigative team uncovers a detailed and harrowing story on food crime. This week, Greg Person has the story.
2: Folks, as Halloween approaches, you're probably thinking about what candy you're going to buy, and it's likely that some of you are going to fuck up and choose Tootsie Rolls, or as they're properly known, shit taffy. It's colored like chocolate, but doesn't taste like chocolate. In fact, if you can identify what a Tootsie Roll actually tastes like, or what it's even supposed to taste like, I will give you a thousand dollars because you have a better palate than me, and that's impossible. <laughs> these are these are another relic of the time when the technology to make good candy simply didn't exist, and the only reason they still exist are Halloween variety bags. You just buy a bag with a bunch of candy in it. You don't care what it is. It's callous thoughtless people who don't care about children giving them out once a year. That's why people still eat Tootsie Rolls. So I implore you all for the good of the children, for the good of the world, think just a little bit about the candy you're actually handing out. And together we can rid the world of this filth.
0: All right. It's time for the Podcast Shopping Network. This week's item, the Fisher Price Chatter Telephone. In an effort to tap into the rich nostalgia market that fueled the purchases of the NES and Super NES Classic and the 90s Special Edition Play-Doh for grown-ups, Fisher-Price has announced that its famous Chatter Telephone, a toy a lot of us had as kids, has now been released as a fully functioning phone, complete with battery and Bluetooth. It's designed for pairing with Android phones and iOS alike, and sports around nine hours of talk time on a single charge. And in fact the rotary dial on the front of the phone will allow you to dial an actual number. So if you have a cell phone and you want to use Bluetooth, but the idea of hands-free communication doesn't grab you, boy, do we have an inconvenient solution for you. I'm sorry if I'm harming your inner child in regards to this. It's not my intention to insult anyone who may feel nostalgic about this particular toy. But the chatter phone... It's mostly used by children who are so young they aren't even making memories. So I have trouble imagining that the market that is nostalgic for this product is very large. Maybe that shows a lack of imagination on my part. If you'd like to lodge a formal complaint about my review of this product, I can be reached at yellow, light blue, green, orange, light blue, red, yellow. The Bluetooth chatter telephone retails for $60. The infantilization
2: of the American consumer has progressed so far that they are now asking adults to pony up $60 so they can be adult babies with the toys that they had when they were babies.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I really feel like adult baby fetishes is the sum total of the market for this product.
2: It's like, what is, what is the next, is it, is it going to be the next thing is a baby's rattle, but it's full of Xanax? So, if pretending to be a baby and playing with your rattle doesn't work, you just open it up and, and pop one?
0: Yeah, something like that, probably. Yeah, it, it just continues to happen. The next big hit TV show is just going to be Mommy dangling her keys in front of you like it's a little mobile.
2: I've i watched that for at least a minute.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'd,
2: I'd check it out, see where it goes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the third act's going to get you.
2: I, I just, I want to
0: pile onto this because the,
2: the implications of this are so bleak and depressing to me. Listen, folks, I know it sucks being an adult cause I'm an adult and I fucking hate it. And I know that you wish you could go back to a simpler time when your future lay ahead of you and the world seemed good. You can't be
0: a baby. You can't be a baby. I'm sorry. Well, I think there some of the nostalgia purchases you can make are great. I think the the NES Classic and the Super NES Classic, those are awesome. Well, yeah, because those games still hold up. I think it's fine to to have play when you're a grown up, but but this is just there's a line. It there. misses the mark. Yeah. Just just get your Xanax out of
2: a regular bottle like a regular person. Just use a regular phone.
0: And yeah and if I can't like seriously if I can't use the the bluetooth chatter telephone to look up lemonparty.org on my on my mobile like what good is it at all
2: <laughs> does it does it not have a display where you can see the website for lemonparty.com
0: no no it doesn't have a display at all it's it's just oh it's, so it's a shitty phone as well you know it's the it's the the phone that you see in toy Story with the little eyes and the The big red uh, headset.
2: Mm, Nothing about Toy Story appeals to me as an adult except Mrs. Potato Head. And you know why. You can see why.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think we've spent long enough on this subject. Let's move on to State Up. Our weekly review of all the 50 states in the Union. This week, we're up to New York. You can always tell when
2: someone is from New York. Or rather, they'll tell you.
0: You used to do bits about all the states, you know? You used to make fun of them. And laugh. Oh, how you'd laugh. You used to do a lot of things. But not now. Not now. Because now you're in New York. A codpiece Django, where trees are made
2: up. The only real New Yorkers left are Nas and Woody Allen. The rest of them are
0: from Iowa.
2: New York is nicknamed
0: the Empire State in honor of Darth Clinton, the state's first emperor.
2: Upstate New York is actually in Vermont.
0: The capital of New York is none of your fucking business. Our final segment tonight, as every week, is called Person to Person and Person, where we share your valuable feedback with our audience. It was a pretty slow week, and we only had one submitted headline for haiku headlines. The headline reads, for the first time ever, dildos are getting safety standards. The haiku. I'll tell you what, pal. With all your safety standards, you take your standards and it just trails off from there. As always, I'd like to give a shout out to the bros at Bros A and to our voiceover artist, Adam West, who you can find on Fiverr or at his website, awesbroad.com. And of course, thank you, loyal listeners, Gene and Greg. It's so nice that they thank us on every single episode.
2: Well, they don't forget the fans and that's what makes them great. Yeah.
0: It's also really nice that they call uh, attention to their voiceover artist.
1: Oh, you mean Adam West at awestprod.com. Folks, that's all the news the Persons have for you tonight. Would you like a haiku written about the topic of your choice? Send your topic and the Anchor Persons might just make that happen. Gene and Greg love your feedback and there are so many ways to give it to them. Send them an email, anchorpersonspodcast at gmail.com. Find them on Twitter at anchorpersons or visit their website anchorpersonspodcast.com where you can leave an audio message via speakpipe as well as find full episodes of the show blog posts and more please be sure to like subscribe and review the show on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify or the podcatcher of your choice or simply tell a friend until next time this is gene
0: person saying you should always end a comedy set with a callback
2: and this is greg person saying hey now you're an all-star Good night.
0: Chances, thirty-first chances, thirty-second chances, thirty-third chances, thirty-fourth chances, thirty-fifth chances, thirty-sixth chances, thirty-seventh chances, thirty-eighth chances, thirty-ninth chances, fortieth chances, forty-first chances, forty-second chances. 43rd Chances 44th Chances 45th Chances 46th Chances 47th Chances 48th Chances 49th Chances 50th Chances 51st Chances 52nd Chances 53rd Chances 54th Chances 55th chances... 56th chances... 57th chances... 58th chances... 59th chances... 60th chances... 61st chances... 62nd chances... 63rd chances... 64th chances... 65th chances... 66th chances... 67th chances, 68th chances, nice, 70th chances,